everybody, and welcome to Saturday Night Rewind. I am here with Randall McDonald. And I'm here with Brian Paradise. And we are here to talk about episode 19 of season 46 of Saturday Night Live. And this one is with Keegan-Michael Key and Olivia Rodrigo. It originally aired on May 15th. Uh, what did you think of this one, Randall? Uh, this was the smoothest, I think, episode that we have gotten. It didn't even feel like there was a guest. I felt like I was watching. He should be a part of the cast. Uh, this was this was what this was probably my favorite of this whole season. Yeah, I think saying it was smooth is a really good descriptor of it because you got uh, Keegan Michael Key, who is a sketch performer with uh, Mad TV and um, Key and Peele, and he's a uh, trained guy from uh, Second City Chicago. So he is somebody that, in like an alternate version of reality could have been an SNL cast member in the early 2000s. And you really saw that. Like he was clearly very comfortable on stage. Uh, and we'll talk about this when we talk about the monologue, but he was also uh, very comfortable with, um, uh, well, he was also very reverent of the show. Like he clearly wanted to be there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and even looking at the sketches, the types of sketches that we saw, I just feel like it was such a, Keegan sketch like I was like this is he was a big part of these sketches they didn't feel like the normal SNL sketches they felt more like Key and Peele sketches some of them did some of them did for sure yeah I, I agree with that I think that he clearly was excited to be there they wrote good stuff for him I think what's really cool is that there was basically nothing that we had seen before no reoccurring character. I mean, one reoccurring character, but no re real like reoccurring sketches or anything. So it felt like a lot of original material that he was driving and he was featured in, which is exactly what you want. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So starting with uh, the cold open, uh, this was uh, very timely. And with talking about the revision to the mask uh, suggestions from the CDC for vaccinated people. So we had Kate as uh, Dr. Fauci, um, who is the, I think they called him the, the prince, uh, or it was the, um, the prince of Purell, something like that. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, basically everybody was in this sketch. Everybody was in this sketch except for Che and Jost because they're, they're typically yeah. held back for update, but this had Bowen and Ego and Beck and AD and Alex and Cecily and Lauren and Punky and Chloe and Andy and Kyle and Melissa and Pete and Chris and Keaton and Heidi and Mikey. So everybody. Everybody. And what was fantastic about this cold open is normally when you try to incorporate everybody, it's feels too long or it feels unnecessary. And this didn't feel like that. It felt very, again, smooth. Like it just felt like everything worked in this, in this cold open. Like there yeah. wasn't one part that I was like, uh, we don't need this. Yeah. And it did what they've been doing a lot since uh, after the inauguration, where there are political elements to this, but they were kind of sprinkled in without really having to rehash the news. Right. So I really liked the premise that these were uh, people that work at the CDC that have some acting experience that are going to do these kind of sketches. And I really liked how very quickly they subverted that premise by kind of sprinkling in some uh, weird stuff. Like one of them uh, goes from like a, a mask thing in public spaces to raiding the Capitol. 
Yeah. Yeah. They were almost uh, like a little blackout scenes almost, you know, like, yes. like they, there was like a setup joke next scene mm-hmm. and it was, and I loved it. It was very funny. Yeah. And Kate did a good job of keeping things going as Fauci were kind of serving for those transitions where, yeah, like set up, prep, set up, joke, go away. Let's make some room for the next person. Uh, I really liked, um, and some of the stuff was so subtle where the, the one uh, vignette that ends with Kyle saying freeze. And we learn that he is somebody that has improv training because that's what you want a doctor to do is improvise. I thought that was like a yeah. really nice um, commentary, both on people that have improv experience. Uh, yeah. And also, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't want your doctor to be like winging it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that, that was like the highlight of that sketch. I laughed so hard when he came out. It was just freeze. Imagine yeah. now we cut to. <laughs> and some like good stuff where uh, uh, we learn there's a thing where we're talking about public trans- transit and we learn that Pete is a is a subway masturbator and then uh, a really good one about student pickup. Like, do I need to pick, do I need to wear a mask when I pick up my kid? No. Do I need to have a child? Have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then the last thing is, because obviously it's been a big geopolitical week. Uh, with the Israeli and Palestinian tensions that I liked that one right towards the end where they like everybody, they had like the four different people um, where the, they set it up as a riddle. And then it ended with now let's talk about Palestine or Israel, yeah. which kind of created like a, some chaos. So it was a great, a great opening. Very strong. Yeah. I also like the acknowledgement of Kate kind of breaking character and talking to the audience. It's like, no, you don't need to wear masks if you're vaccinated, except for you people. Except like, for you, you guys. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> I need to keep it on. So yeah, I thought it was a really, gr- really uh, great cold open. Um, like you said, it was smooth. It set a good tone for the night. Uh, and then uh, Keegan Michael Key came out for his monologue in a tux and looked yeah. incredible. He he just he just commands the stage, man. He belongs there, and you can just feel it. Like everybody felt comfortable with him there. Yeah. You know what it felt like? It felt like when Eddie Murphy was on the part of the cast or when he yes. hosted back when he was a part of the cast it was like that kind of star power and he's just so that sketch comedy yeah i would imagine that a lot of the uh, cast members either grew up with him or watched him uh develop and he's been such a, a presence for quite some time now if you go all the way back to matt tv but certainly with how big uh, and influential um key and peel was Mm-hmm. So I think that there's just a lot of awareness of him. So you kind of know what you're getting, and you know you're getting somebody that's very energetic and willing to do whatever, and also very competent mm-hmm. as oh as yeah a, as a host. So I liked so kind of the shtick of his thing was that he wanted to be able to do all the SNL things. Yeah. So he sings a song. He has cast members come on stage. He takes a question from the audience. I really liked. The uh, that when Keenan came on stage, he did so to illustrate that they were two different people. <laughs> that was very funny, Keegan and Keenan. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Keegan it has a G, and Keenan has been on SNL for a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, I liked the aside about Elon from Pete that uh, Elon also waited to the end of the show to get his tattoo and kind of blew him off. Uh, yeah. He, and I also really liked that he said uh, that he grew up watching the show as a kid. And he also really, he said explicitly that he was honored to be there. And you could tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
you, and even his joke about uh, pickpocketing people in Detroit, I was yeah. just like, even that was like, they had to write that joke just so that he could say that he appreciated the show. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was great. So my, uh, before we get into the sketches, kind of after the, the monologue, my only complaint about this episode is there was not more of it. Mm, yeah. So uh, we're going to uh, go through everything, but after a, after the monologue, there were three sketches in Act 1, one in Act 2, and then a final sketch, and that's it. Yeah, it was a very short episode, it felt the like. The episode only had five sketches. Yeah. If you don't count the the cold open. Uh, so it was just, we were, so I watched it with my wife. And uh, when the final card came up, when they were playing the beginning of the goodnights music, she like audibly kind of went, well, because she wanted more. Yeah. What's also uh, interesting is I'm assuming you did, you did your YouTube research. Yeah. There was some, two for some cut for time sketches. Oh, I didn't see the cut for time sketches. Yeah, and they didn't call them cut for time. I think they're maybe excising that term from the way that they market this stuff. But there was a a live sketch and a film sketch that uh, were um, that were were not used in the episode. So for mm. whatever reason, they were uh, cut for time. And I don't know if just like the sketches that they did present were longer which hurt them for time i don't know what the logistics were but i was very surprised uh when the episode ended ended did you watch the cut for time ones yeah they're both very good okay i i, I might have seen them i might have not so i don't know which ones were cut for time because yeah it didn't say cut for time yeah so the the two that were kind of cut were the sending drinks one uh oh with the, the, yeah the, with um uh, Keegan and Bowen dressed up all funny. And then the other one was the rap disc sketch, the film sketch, okay. the song. Those were both not in the episode proper. Okay. I did see those, both of those. Yeah. It was just surprising by how, how short they were. So those were good. But I like talking about what you would see on TV. So yeah, go watch those uh, ones on YouTube, but they are not the ones that were part of like the, the show proper. So the first one was the high school red carpet. What did you think of this sketch? It was cute. I was very, I was very surprised that they went with this premise. You know, like you think of all the great characters that Keegan can do, and then you go with this like high school nerd character. And I like that they made it fantastical. It was all about it was like the red carpet of prom, and yeah. everybody played such good, genuine high schoolers. Like every single one of them, I was like, I know that, I know that, I know that, and they were so specific. Uh, but I thought it was a good sketch. It was it was very funny. Yeah, so did I. I think Bowen and Heidi are great kind of character performers and kind of created something uh, really kind of believable and specific for both of, both of what they were doing. And then mm-hmm. uh, obviously the uh, Sheeb character that um, Keenan was playing, Keegan was playing, uh, was great. I also like that he was kind of at the, the the premise, like you said, of having red carpet and having like the remote person that's like not with the main two I thought was really funny and then also some really kind of clever observations about high school I even liked that they used the term super senior because that's like a thing yeah yeah and he was a super senior and that was immediately when I knew that this episode was going to be good you let Keegan be by himself no other no other you know host would be able to do a sketch and be their own character just by themselves yeah 
and they, they brought in people towards the end, but he right. was able to really establish that on his own. And that is how good he is. Yeah. Yeah. But some great observations where, uh, they have Kyle with Chloe, who is out of his league. Uh, and they asked if she, uh, was homeschooled and then, yep. And, uh, and is she homeschooled because her parents are religious weirdos? And is like, yep, my, our Bible is eight pages long and my uncle drew it. Yeah. Oh, so specific. and so yeah. funny too. And then I liked, uh, I go back and Chris as the cool kids. I really liked the, uh, the dorks who bang again, being yeah. a specific high school observation, AD and Mikey, uh, yeah. who met in stage crew, but then found that they were in band also and have full <laughs> sex. It, it was so funny. It was so honest. I just also love the the choice of having Heidi on a crutch, like one yeah. crutch. Like mm-hmm. you know that girl. Yeah. So yeah. funny. Again, very good specific things. I uh Pete as the hot sub was also uh kind of very uh funny. And like as a guy who uh was a 23-year-old that was working in a public high school, like I understand. You like got that. Yeah, you were the hot sub. We get it. Yeah. uh, (laughs) No, I was the very young married guy, which I think was was nice. Um, Oh, and the sponsorships were really funny. Um, The strapless bras that turn into belts. Yeah. Yeah. And then the hand stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Stay pure with hand stuff. And he even did like a nice little like hand gesture, which was good. Yeah. Um, So I think it was really uh, this whole first chunk. I think is really strong. Mm-hmm. So great, funny observations in this. And then uh, I presume we're both basketball fans. I presume you watched The Last Dance last year. Oh, I did. Yeah. And what's funny is that like being somebody that lived in Phoenix in the 90s, I am a fan of the Suns, as are you. And I will always hold a grudge uh, with Michael Jordan and the Bulls for beating the Suns in 93. Um, and then also Jordan kind of sucks as a person. And I think you kind of sensed that with like the disdain in which he presents himself and like his Haynes commercials and how kind of aloof he is. And then you watch the last dance and it just validates all of those feelings. Oh yeah. Sucks as a person. He just wanted to, to beat people like regardless if it was just like, like just everyday things like he just wanted to beat you <laughs> yeah and that's why he's kind of a ge- uh, good thing he's so rich because he's also kind of a degenerate gambler and that he yeah. is a, a big kind of bets on kind of anything kind of guy and yeah so i the the section all that is to say uh this little uh extended scene like i as somebody that watched the last dance i there's the weird guard guy security guy with with the long with the long blonde hair and they have this scene where they're playing quarters a game that i don't fully understand the rules of and then basically the sketch is jordan humiliating this uh person so uh, I, mikey has this like framing device as a guy that works for esbn again if snl took a break from framing devices i would be fine like just get us into yeah and get here's us a cut it. here's an extended scene from the last dance move on yeah um but keegan is jordan uh and then heidi is the security guy whose name i didn't catch um and it both like really great production design with the the hallway where they're playing the quarters 
Yeah. Like, very, it very just accurate. like the documentary. Yeah. And costumes were great. Obviously, like the only thing you don't get in Keegan's performance is like the height differential with everybody. Um, and Heidi's an interesting choice because she is tall. Yeah. She's five nine, and Keegan's only yes. six foot. So there wasn't as much of like Jordan being a big basketball player in the other place. That's true. But she's did such a cool. Impression. I love this. I love this. This was a strong choice to pick her because you could have easily picked Kyle Mooney or yes. or the new guy. Uh, what's his name? Andy, Andy Dismukes. Yeah, it, you could have easily picked one of them, but to go with Heidi was such a strong choice, and it paid off. It was it was so funny. Yeah. I also love that they started with the deep fakes, where it was the actual Michael footage, yes. and they just put <laughs> they just put Keegan's face on Michael. Yes. Yeah, they did a good job of kind of getting there. And then they had him on a green screen, I think, for the that uh, living room set he was in, which, again, yeah. really good with the whiskey and the cigar. And uh, uh, Chris Red later as Rodman looked great. That was so funny. And then, of course, Keenan as Charles Barkley. Yeah, well, it was so funny. Like, we didn't connect the two things because Barkley, I don't think, shows up in the documentary. But Aaron and I, my wife, um, when the... When Barkley comes out, we're like, ah, great. And also, again, <laughs> production design, like sourcing 90s Suns apparel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great. It was it was 100% accurate, which was just hilarious. Yeah. So, and then just, and this, all this is to say, so that's all like how the quality of this thing. And then just the Siri. Oh, and then I forgot about Alex as Phil Jackson, who was also great. Um, oh, yeah. And then... <laughs> Uh, just the, the way the, the, you know, he gets him into debt and then he takes his pants and then he has to show his penis. And then, and then again, Heidi's characterization of it, we're kind of being both self-loathing, but having to play it off. Um, you know, there's a story I'll tell my, my kids someday, my grandkids someday. Oh man. And then, yeah. And then he just kept escalating. He wanted his glasses and then he wanted to sleep with his wife. I yeah. mean, it was like, wow, this is, but it was great. It was so funny. And that and final was, image of him holding the hair yeah. and the, <laughs> the championship trophy was also great. Yeah. And this is one of those where I was like, this feels like a, a Keegan sketch. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it just felt like Keegan had thought this through or something. He had this idea because it was so well done and it yes. just didn't feel like something that, that SNL has done recently. No, and well, and also it's it's less of the moment too, right? Like last week we had the right. murder murder stuff riffing on Mayor of Easttown, and that's yeah. like a, a going concern. Last Dance was last year, yeah, and it was uh, a phenomenon, and so it's so great to to have them use that with. And I also have a sense that uh, Keegan has a, a at least a, a cares about sports because they would do those. Um, on Key and Peel, they would do that kind of East-West championship thing with all the ridiculous names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which so, is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So last dance, I thought this was really, really well done. And then um, I wish I could have recorded my face going into the Muppet Show sketch because I saw the the um, Disney Plus thing talking about uh, WandaVision and Falcon by the Soldier. I'm like, oh, it's plus. And then I see the title card for The Muppet Show and I just got like real serious because I care a lot about the Muppets and I want them to be taken care of and like I don't want 
like anybody screwing with with my mouth. Yeah. Um, and then it ended up being an amazing sketch. But I was just like, mm, what joke this, are we telling here? Yeah, this was the, one of the highlights. And it was a great joke because I never even thought about this. And being someone and you too, being in like live theater and stuff, hecklers are the worst. <laughs> yes. And so to deal with uh, the two hecklers in a very real way was just so funny. Yeah, I took a, it took me a little bit of time to figure out who was who. So I do not know who was doing the Kermit voice. Um, it was yeah. interesting. It looked like Kermit was like a store-bought Kermit the Frog puppet. And yeah. then uh, they had Waldorf and Statler in the box, the hecklers. Um, yeah. And those were played by Beck and Kyle. Uh, but I could clearly, tell Beck's voice. Yes. I, I am pretty confident about Kyle, but yeah, it was definitely Beck. Um, and those were clearly like constructed puppets, which I didn't fully understand until the scene progressed. And then I understood why they did not get actual Waldorf and Sattler. Um, and then Melissa doing a great Lily Tomlin impression. Yeah. Yeah. That was very strong. Yeah. I wonder who did Kermit. Although anybody, I, I think a lot of people can do to Kermit. It's not right. too hard. Exactly. Yeah. But can you do a Ray Romano? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was. And then basically the premise is that Waldorf and Statler are heckling and are being obnoxious. So then two security dudes come out in the form of Keenan and Keegan uh, and are great. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very good premise and, and it had a great ending too, which it, I was like, how are they going to get out of this sketch? And it was also very well done. The thing that just shows how good Keegan is, is his character choice of the security guard doing that little lisp thing. Yes. I was like, nobody else would do that. That's not written down. He just yeah. did that. And it yeah. was hilarious. That really did feel like something that he specializes in, just like a little choice that pays him dividends. So him and there's a clear definition between him and his scene partner uh, in Keenan. And then uh, some great stuff where it's like, you know, talking about like, we don't work for the Muppet Show, we work for the venue and these are the rules. And then that <laughs> escalation of uh, you are more than welcome to leaves. Is also very good, like saying, yeah, you know, like being kind of threatening, yeah, in the delivery of that. And then when it gets to like that, they just beat the hell out of either Waldorf or Statler. I can never remember which one's which, but and then having the um, uh, having the black eye things was also cool. I Keenan broke at one point, yes. like watching him get beat up. <laughs> which I thought was also funny. Uh, God, like I'm looking up which one is, okay, Statler. Statler is the one that he beats up. Okay, yeah. They're a unit. So normally they're, the, anyway. So it's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, Keenan, a couple times, it's surprising to see him break, but I think he is both in, uh, has a lot of respect for uh, and just is tickled by Keegan as a performer. So there, yeah, yeah. there's a few times when they were together where he just like couldn't handle it. Yeah. And, and I think again, it's just how specific and how deliberate Keenan or Keegan's choice and characters are. And yeah. I think it can just make someone laugh at him. <laughs> yeah. And he, and uh, such a good performer that he was in, I think he does a lot because he's got such ex an expressive face and really makes good, does a lot with his eyes that yeah. he, because it looked like he, I didn't really notice him reading cards. 
that he was able to really make eye contact with people and be intense. And then the way that this thing ends with them trying to bounce the two Muppets and then realizing that they, well, picking them up and then seeing that they don't have legs. Yeah, and say they're war, they're war veterans. They're veterans. Yeah, we didn't realize that you people were veterans. Uh, and then it kind of ends with them turning on uh, the Muppets so it, or on Kermit was very cool. Uh, but yeah, it's it was such an interesting way of ending that and very clever and like not fully fourth wall breaky, but like a little bit, like a little meta. I loved it. Yeah, it was a very strong sketch. And then panning out and seeing the set too. I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, that was a nice touch where it's like, obviously it had to be that high so they could have the, the cast members underneath uh, manipulating the puppets and stuff like that. All oh, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. And to even think that like the stage wasn't even in front of them. Like there's things like, even yeah. like knowing that, but like, being like oh wow milk is magic <laughs> yeah exactly yeah when it when it feels like they're supposed to be right next to each other and they're not yeah at all. yeah so uh that and that this is what was interesting about the pacing of this show so three sketches so three of the five sketches happen like basically before the first commercial break mm-hmm uh yeah. and then uh i the next one is the birthday at tgi fridays uh, this is our only returning thing for the episode is Gemma. Mm-hmm. She was like, it was because typically Gemma is the kind of annoying girlfriend of the host. Um, and yeah. she's introduced earlier on when they show these two um, musicians at this party. So it, with Keegan and Cecily um, as the band, um, I was like, oh, that seems a lot like another character she does. And then she yeah. introduced herself as Gemma. I'm like, oh, that is the character. That is like, yeah. So they had uh, Keenan, Heidi, Alex, and uh, Chris and Punky as like friends at a at a TGI Fridays outside, uh, with, celebrating Keenan's birthday, and we find out that his wife has broken up with him. So then they have this band with Keegan and uh, Cecily, who as Gemma. Yeah, and basically it's the premise is like they're going to do this like birthday thing, celebrating his faithful wife who is no longer there. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a great setup. Uh, it's not a new setup, but it's a great setup. And again, I thought this one was. I mean, we got the joke, and then we got out of it. That's the thing mm-hmm. that I appreciate about this sketch. It wasn't too long. Um, no, it wasn't too long, and also I liked that. Uh, you know. Keegan's character was making these like um, inappropriate observations about Keenan, and then all of his friends were taking it at face value. So like, yeah. he'd be like, "Oh, look at him! Look at him! His his boys look are blue." And then somebody turned to be like, "Are your boys blue?" Yeah. And the great part about that is it paid off because the the ending button of this joke was that all of it was true. He did have yeah. a a hard on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Keegan describes him as being hard as a math problem. And then when they're all ready to leave, he can't get up. He can't stand up. Yeah, he can't stand up. So I I thought that was a great payoff. That was great. And Cecily's, it takes a certain quality of a vocalist to be a bad vocalist. Like you need to know what it, what qualities are uh, make for a bad singer. And she, as Gemma, did a really good job with that. And also liked their kind of like pop songs that were about vaccinations and stuff yeah they were it was very good I, I i liked it and and of course i mean dj balls 
was a, a great character and he, he held his own with yeah. an already established character. It was and very DJ balls ended up being like his given name. Yeah. Which I thought yeah. was very funny that his like, his like, his like first name, middle name were D and J and then his last name was balls, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. And then like any new Keenan, which is another great. Yeah. Yeah. Creating relationships, which makes her a good yeah. sketch that they're not all strangers. And I thought that, that having the connection between them was really good too. Um, yeah. So what did you know about Olivia Rodrigo before last night? Ugh. I knew a little bit. I know she was a part of the new high school musical TV show on Disney plus but I'd never watched it yep. and I knew that she wrote driver's license. And I knew it was a true story and that is all I know. Yeah. So I just knew about driver's license. And the only reason why I knew about driver's license was because of earlier in the season. When yeah. I had that driver's license sketch. So she sang two songs. She sang driver's license. Good for you. Um, and then uh, I driver's license was cool. I liked her sta- starting on the piano and then kind of walking to, to center to finish the song. Um, yeah, I liked "Good for You." It was a cool uh, kind of rocking pop song. Um, it was interesting. So, in the, the with the band makeup, because it was all ladies, and then for the second number for "Good for You," the woman that was playing the bass switched over to an electric guitar, and then like some dude came out and was playing the bass, and they must have some kind of relationship because she hugged him at the end. Um, yeah. So normally, when I watch an episode and don't know the music guest as well. Then I go to um, Spotify, Amazon music and start listening to it. And then I looked and she has like an upcoming album and that's it. So like yeah. she played two of the three songs that she has produced in, in uh, anticipation of this album that comes out next week. Yeah. Yeah. She's very new on the scene and she's very young. You, I mean, like yes. watching her, I was like, God, She's got so much talent to be that young and to be on SNL already. Yeah, she's 17. Yeah, yeah, because driver's license is about getting your driver's license. I mean, it's insane the amount of talent she has. And uh, and she sounded great. I, and she just commanded the stage. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with her because, again, like last week getting Miley and knowing how young Miley was when she started. Yeah, and another girl- Disney Channel product too. Right. So, and this girl seems farther ahead than Miley. And she, I don't know, she seems like she's got a lot of talent. So I'm excited for her. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the, the album goes. But what I was also impressed by is like no backing track, mm-hmm. just sounded really good. And like a couple of backup singers, but not really in a way, like they were backup singers in that they were adding texture to the, the arrangements, but not like uh, kind of propping up somebody that's a weaker vocalist, which sometimes happens. Mm-hmm. So she, I thought, I was very impressed. I was too, yeah. So, uh, update, weird energy at the top. They were kind of laughing about something. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to know what happened right before. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, most of their stuff was about uh, masking and the the updates and and stuff like that. So, you know, I had a joke about... Uh, you know, the masks aren't required unless you go to most places and listed a bunch of businesses that are keeping their mask mandates. Um, uh, Michael J had a great line about um, that there's been some observations that people that have COVID have long-term or men have long-term erectile dysfunction. Um, yeah. So it's like, that should be the way they're leading the messages. Yeah. Yeah. That would have made a lot of people get vaccinated and exactly. wear masks. <laughs> Stop the shrink. Um, yeah. And uh, what did, so 
we get to our first panelist is Kate as mm. Liz Cheney. What what do you think of this one? Oh, it was great. You could just I, I Kate is a lot like Keegan in where she finds specific mannerisms in her characters, and sometimes she like doubles downs on it, and it it like you could see Colin was cracking up at some of the things that she was saying. She's so committed. She's so good. And I love this, this bit of her just naming all these people that are going to, you know, yeah. join I like, her. I like that. That was the joke. It was all these kind of like off brand uh, Republicans <laughs> that have been yeah. shunned by Trump talking about like Omarosa and George Conway and yeah. like the Adam Kinzinger and stuff like that. Like all these kind of mid like not main parts of the the party yeah um, also uh, nancy Ray, nancy reagan's ghost <laughs> uh, but but also what i like about this is like clearly kate has very little sympathy or respect for liz cheney and yeah all i think in addition to like the the joke of the sketch of like i'm gonna list all these people that uh don't really matter that are in support of me yeah um I also, what I liked about it is that clear, there's like this um, like banality of evil and like Liz Cheney's a bad person and has supported yeah. bad policies and uh, is can, can and has been very cruel. And just the yeah. idea that this person who kind of sucks did something that is like the minimum. She like is publicly stating that the riots trying to kill Mike Pence are bad. Yeah. And that the election was accurate. Yeah. Be, like is finally getting like some consequences from her party, but like she just did like one decent thing. And now she's becoming, yeah, she's almost becoming like a martyr now. Yeah. For, and she doesn't deserve to be. <laughs> no, she hung out with a bunch of ghouls and then like she turned on them. And then they kicked her out of their leadership position. Yeah. But she still hung out with a bunch of ghouls yeah. and voted for Trump. Yeah. And now is trying to play victim. It's uh it's fascinating. Yeah. Great line, <laughs> especially coming from Kate. Great line about that she loved Trump like a straight sister. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, uh Kate is uh, is gay and she talked about she, you know, her when she was expressing her like bona fides as a as a conservative that she said that she opened gay uh, she opposed gay marriage even though her sister was a les. Yeah, yeah, and so it was it was very good, very good sketch. And, and again, I just loved there are certain words that she would like draw out as the character of Cheney, and and it was making Colin laugh, which was then making like the character choice. I was like, God, she's so good. Yeah, she was also making a lot of eye contact with Colin. Like she was really playing yeah. the scene with him, which doesn't always happen. Yeah, which I think also added to him kind of breaking. Which up shows how bit. confident she was in doing this piece. Yeah, to be able to turn to look at him actually. Yeah. So she was great. Um, I liked the kind of line between the two correspondent pieces where they changed the name of Uncle Ben's rice to Ben's original rice. And then uh, Che's line that I don't think the problem was that he was an uncle. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. And and uh, Colin had another good Mitch McConnell set up to the joke. Oh, Something, yeah. Oh, what was it? Uh, Mitch McConnell scene here watching a poor family get evicted on Christmas Eve. 
that was it. Oh man, I laughed so hard at that. I I could listen to them do that all day. Yeah, yeah. I, I really. We talked about this in earlier episodes where I the, the the person that's done it the most is Colbert, and I think that's just like a great premise. Like this person, a scene or epithet or whatever, and it's just yeah. such an easy way of getting a joke at the beginning of your joke. Yeah, uh, which I like. Yeah. Oh, man, I had no interest in this Andy Dismukes thing. Neither. Neither did I. I it was it was so much he, he was trying to be Pete Davidson, I think. Yeah, and I think, you know, and Leslie would do this too, and kind of having somebody come out as themselves. Yeah. Um, but it just, it, it wasn't focused enough. Like, he did a little bit of talking about Texas, and then a little uh-huh. bit about talking with his family. And I think that the the joke being he watched a Disney Channel original movie about inline skating gangs with his grandma, great grandma, was not an wasn't worth getting to. Yeah, it seemed like and this seemed like they were trying to pick up new fans. Like that's what it seemed like. Like they were trying to cater to like a younger audience. Because all the jokes about Disney original movies and Disney, and I was like, these aren't hitting. And like, no. I don't really get where this is going. But I was like, maybe they're trying to hit a younger audience. Maybe like that was the goal of this is like Andy's the youngest of everyone. And maybe yeah. he'll open up that. But I don't know. It was it was off for me. I think at the one of the good jokes that he had was like about the Disney movies was like middle school is hard. And also I'm a mummy. And I was like, that was it. Like that was yeah. the whole joke. And that was such a long setup to try to get there that yeah, uh, yeah it didn't really work. Yeah. I think that it's interesting. I think Gen Z has a better relationship with Disney channel original movies. I, I, I work with, uh, with college kids and they, I was in a situation where they did like a icebreaker question. It was like, what's your favorite Disney channel original movie? And so the students all had answers. And I yeah. remember looking at the list. I'm like the only one of these I've seen is high school musical, <laughs> but all the rest of them like, n- nope. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have not seen Brink or the, any of these other straight to Disney channel things. So yeah, I think maybe he's trying to hit a different target demo, but just wasn't, but the joke, like, the, the joke still needs to be good. And like the story yeah. wasn't interesting enough. His performance was only okay. I liked the Texas stuff at the beginning, but that it, it just, was very funny. there wasn't, it wasn't all, it needs to build to something. And yeah. there's something just that you watched a movie that wasn't very good with your great grandma that was born in the 1800s isn't enough. Yeah. And that's what what Pete does so well when he does these bits is he gets to the point right away and then he riffs on the point. Like he got to the point at the very end and then yes. it was over. I, I did like uh, him talking about uh, what you could see from his pictureless Wikipedia page. I thought that was oh, yeah. a, a nice touch. Um, <laughs> which uh, as of this recording remains true. It oh, really? Pictureless still- Wikipedia page. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so then our last correspondent piece was uh, Beck as Bob Bafford, the, the racehorse owner. I really like this one. He's great. It was very funny. Just a little thing of touching Che every once in a while mm-hmm. was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> the specific of him 
going up to the horse at a very young age and saying, run. Like I, I thought that, that like tickled me. Yeah. And, uh, and him getting the images next to him as well. I was like, now he looks like a correspondent. It was yeah. so funny. Or well, uh, the, the illustrations of the weirdly jacked horse. And they also talked about a bunch of people that have uh, either used or been accused of steroids and including Mark McGuire and Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah. 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 Kumal is getting fire for that. But also the the specific of the Zach Efron jaw, because Zach Efron also has been accused of steroids because of his jawline. Oh, uh, interesting. Changing, yeah, over time. I was like, all of that is so specific and it's so funny. Have you seen actual Bob Bafford? Uh yeah, I've only seen like in like in like news articles. I've seen like pictures of him, but I've never seen him in like an interview. Yeah, I saw him being interviewed about this whole thing earlier in this week. And he just looks like a cartoon. You know, yeah. it's like rich guy with long white hair who is, you know, blaming cancel culture on his horse. Yeah. For cheating, <laughs> which he did. Yeah. Um, so it's, I thought that was, I thought that was really great. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. And then also, also the weird kind of production thing is that uh, the way that he was sitting and the, height at his chair was at you could see that beck was wearing jeans oh really i didn't yeah. even notice that because you could you could see like the bottom of his jacket so like the tie at kind of below the button and then he was also just like clearly wearing jeans like they needed to like lower <laughs> if he was going to recline that much they needed to make him lower so like yeah or have him like wear a full costume that's so funny but that like, actually this, makes it better that's what i'm paying attention to i guess um and, i mean maybe bob bafford wears jeans and and Expensive jackets. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, and then our last, again, so, and I watched this one on Peacock for the first time. I like, uh, I took the plunge and spent the $6 uh, a month on Peacock because I started watching Rutherford Falls, the new Mike Schur show about, uh, with Ed Helms about indigenous oh. people. And it is amazing. So, was, but good. you can only watch the three episodes for free. The After that you have to pay. So uh, I paid for the subscription to watch Rutherford Falls and also Girls 5 Eva, both very good. Um, okay. So normally I watch it on Hulu. This time I watch it on, um, on Peacock and like all the commercials were at the beginning. So basically in my viewing experience, it went straight from the first Olivia Rodrigo performance to the end without commercial breaks. Um, it's really not neither here nor there, but the, the last thing we get is this graduation sketch, which was, I think like the weakest of the night. It was weak, the weakest of the night, but it was also, it, it was, it was still funny and it had its yeah. moments. I think for sure. I, I love just these families that are so excited and cheering and going against, uh, who was it, Mikey? As yeah. the oh, Alex, as, Alex, as Alex, the principal. Alex, as the principal, and uh, and then I mean, just all the little things of like the the poor white family who then is also very excited, and then like the rich white family that like gives no cheers. All of it was very entertaining, and I watched it not thinking like like when is this sketch going to end? Like I normally like sometimes I do. <laughs> yeah, like I think the the. Yeah, the situation was good, obviously timely, since we're in kind of graduation season. I worked at a high school for seven years, and I participated in seven years of graduations. And yeah. I think a lot of times you do, and I worked at a middle school that did, uh, so we did a promotion, not a graduation. And But similar thing, you read names as people walk off stage. And saying something to the effect of, yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time, so please don't cheer. And then people do it anyway. 
And I think yeah. just the Alex's character of just um, trying to uh, futilely encourage them to not cheer. Yeah. Uh, was, was funny. And then, like you said, the different family units, like kind of the waspy rich family with uh, Mikey, Heidi and Lauren. And then the one family with Keenan, Chris and Punky, where they're cheering like their kid and their, their cousin. Well, their cousin, yeah, it's like that. It goes so deep, and I think like their godson, like yeah. oh, that was uh, Keegan's family, yeah. but mm-hmm. it, it's just like that. It's so specific. It's so funny. Yeah, and then the um, then Ego kind of hectoring the 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 one. I think the godson who wouldn't do the backflip called him a, a non-flipping yeah. little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and I also really liked the the joke about the white girl named Letitia. Yeah. Letitia. Oh yeah, and they're all shocked. And then giving that 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 the Waspy family, like you said, a, a second chance to cheer, and then it goes bad, and so they all start heckling that family, like yeah. you called out a cheer, like <laughs> yeah. So it was like one joke, a few different approaches, and then that was yeah. kind of it. So I think I, my reaction of being disappointed is because that's all we got. I was expecting yeah. more after the second Olivia Rodrigo performance and we didn't get that. So it's like, Oh, this is the one sketch we get in the second half of the show. Yeah. I I will say I liked uh, uh, Chris Red's character in yeah. that sketch. That was, yeah. he, he was very specific with his arms and the mustache. Yeah, just like, and the, just kind of yeah. flexing with his bald head. <laughs> I, I like that. But yeah, yeah. If, yeah, it was sure. It was, I wanted more from, from everybody, but it was, it was very good what we got. Yeah, also. absolutely. And I think even the two cut for time things were good as well. I was just surprised that it's like, was it the sketches? The other thing, though, that was interesting is the goodnights were long. Yeah. You know? So, like, I think that they had extra time there, but not enough for another one of the the sketches. Because he did his thing and he said that it was better than the dream, which was, again, very sweet. Um, and then he also said, I'll see you next season, which I thought was also kind of fun, like a, clearly an accident where yeah. he was just so excited. And, I, and clearly he meant to say, like, he was going to see the cast next season when he watches the show. Yeah. But taken as but the way that he said it and the reaction was basically like, I'll be back, which is hopefully accurate, because I think I he's so. somebody that could come back like every year. I I hope that he's like the next Steve Martin and just hosts all the time or the next Alec Baldwin because he's great. I would love him. And such a good fit. Um, So I'm, yeah, he was great. He needs to come back when they just like manage their time better. Yeah. Yeah. uh, What was your uh, favorite sketch of the night? I think my favorite was the, um, the last dance. Yeah. I think that one was my favorite. It was so specific and I, and I was laughing so hard at Heidi and, and I, I thought it was very good. Yeah. But, I, if, yeah. if it wasn't that one, it was going to be the, the Muppet show sketch for me. The Muppets I one. really liked, you know, where they took it. I liked all the details of um, the, the Muppets that they used and Melissa's Lily Tomlin. And then, yeah. And, and the fact that there were so many key and peel sketches of like, here's, um, key and peel kind of somewhere observing something, right? Like when they yeah. had their, their doormen talking about, 
um, like different TV shows and stuff like talking about uh, Game of Thrones. And that felt like of a piece of that where these two very specific characters where he's got a full, you know, he's got a good scene partner just kind of um, harassing Waldorf and Sattler and making like an interesting observation of like what would be the reality of these guys making jokes the whole show. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you know what I now want? I want a Keenan and Keegan show instead yeah. of Key and Peel. That would be entertaining. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, also, you're talking about uh, uh, Jordan Peel, that when he takes the, all the way back in the monologue, when he took the question from the audience about like, where they asked what it was like to win an Oscar for Get Out. He's like, oh, you're so close. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, who's your uh, favorite not ready for primetime player this week? I'm going to go with Heidi. I like mm-hmm. Heidi. I thought she was very, I mean, obviously the the last dance, but she was good in, in, the, in the marriage one uh, yes. at the TGI Fridays. Um, she's just solid. She's always solid. And um, yeah, we didn't get a lot of sketches, so it's very hard to pick. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What was your favorite? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, going to be Keenan because he showed up in, obviously he was in the cold open. He showed up in the monologue. We got his Barkley in the last dance. He was kind of the feature of the um, TGI Fridays uh, sketch. He was yeah. doing some fun stuff in the Muppet Show sketch. Like, so he basically was in everything and he was also great as yeah. you would expect. I wanted um, to point out, I, yeah. I didn't point this out earlier, but Heidi in the last dance, the, the leg hair. Oh my so God. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder how, like who thought of that? Like that was so funny to me. <laughs> no, showing the, the socks with the sock garters, always a good touch. Uh, yeah. And then to make sure that there was like leg hair there. Cause this is woman playing a man. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that the person is, uh, as close to being an albino as I think you can get without being technically an albino. And so having like this kind of, it almost looked like um, uh, it just like that it was, you could, if you didn't really pay attention, you might not have noticed what it was because it was just this kind of like very fair yeah. long hair. It was very cool. <laughs> no, so I gotta shout that, out. that was a great detail. Yeah. So uh, are you, uh, our stock up, stuck down? Are you buying tickets for uh, Keegan-Michael Key things? Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. This guy's always been good. I love, uh, think, have you seen Think Twice? No. Oh, you would love that. It's about improvisers. Ooh, okay. Who, it's with Mike Birbiglia, and it's all about who gets picked up for Saturday Night Live. And really? like that relationship of like wanting to support your friends, but also being jealous that they're making it. And he does such a good job in that. Uh, in that show and that movie um very fascinating i mean i love him he's so good he can do dramatic he can do funny he can do sketch he can do tv shows movies he's of course i'm going to buy anything that he's selling yeah <laughs> he's basically like the dave Chappelle of the, uh, the next generation you know yeah i think so too he you know what but what's also interesting is that he is uh plays so well in the system i think that's the big thing with with Chappelle is that really he has his own independent voice and he needs to like not have restrictions against him yeah and keegan works a ton because right people like he clearly likes collaborating and working with you know he uh, he also had a sketch comedy show on comedy central yeah uh, but then continues to do projects with like 
all the major studios and, and that kind of thing. So he just works a lot. Yeah. And I think, I think Dave Chappelle has said, like, I already did that sketch show or like they stole my sketch show several times, yeah. which, but that's what, like, he is like the, the, the next generation's Chappelle like figure. And so he's always going to be good. And I think I'm, I will always buy things that he's selling. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at the cast of this movie and I desperately need think to think twice. It. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a great, it's a great cast. Uh, anyway, that's so that's on the queue. Uh, and then, uh, what about Olivia Rodrigo? I like her. I like her a lot. Again, there's only three songs that she's put out. I think I've heard two of them. Maybe the two that I heard tonight. Uh, yeah. Definitely driver's license. But she's so talented, and uh, and she seems like she's gonna go far. So, yeah, and I think so. the album's dropping on Friday. So this Friday, sweet. Yeah. Uh, according to. Uh, uh, Amazon music that it's right now it's you can see her new album which is called sour and that uh, releases um on May 21st so awesome dude yeah so yeah I'm I, I'll, I will definitely listen to that I'm interested to, to see it I do like some good pop music uh yeah and then next week we finish uh this season and we have um Anya Taylor-Joy from the Queen's Gambit and Lil Nas X. This is going to be another great episode, I think. I think so, too. She is such a a versatile performer. um, She's so young, too. Isn't she like 22, 23? I mean, I'm just getting to the age where everybody seems young, but yes. Uh, I I think she's pretty young. Yeah, she's definitely like in her uh, 20s. Yeah, she's 25. 25. Okay. Yeah. And she's been in Split and uh, what else? She's, Split, she's, oh, uh, New Mutants, Queen's Gambit. The New Mutants. Yeah. She's just good. She's so good. And well, it's so funny, like, he's like already been on the show in effect with that, um, with Chris Red doing that uh, parody. Uh, and yeah. then they've been making a bunch of jokes about him. Even um, I think Liz Cheney. Kate is Liz Cheney had a joke about him in, in, in updates. So I think that there's uh, he's, his presence has already been like, clearly they're interested in him. So I, I would expect a rap performance like, or a rap uh, music video with him in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's going to be involved in the show at somehow. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah. One, one more week, Randall. Well, I, this has been fun, man. Absolutely. This is, it's been a great, I, I well, last week wasn't so great, but I think these last two are going to be a great last two episodes. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I like that they brought in somebody with a lot of sketch and comedy chops in Keegan Michael Key, and then I think Andrew Taylor Joy is just kind of up for whatever, and seems to uh, hopefully she'll be a good fit, and they can write good stuff for her. And Little Nas X is going to, at minimum, have two great performances and probably be involved in other ways as well. So yeah. Uh, if you are liking what you're listening to, please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. That helps people find us. You can find Randall at Fresh Cut Randall on all the social platforms, including TikTok and Instagram. You can find me at Mr. B Paradise in all the same places. You can find the podcast at snrewindpod at gmail.com if you like to email us, or you can just find us at snrewind on Twitter if you want to give us a, a follow or a like or a retweet there. We do appreciate everybody taking the time to listen with us all season long. And we are excited about wrapping up this season next week, along with Saturday Night Live, 
when they uh, have that last episode with Andrew Taylor Joy and Lil Nas X. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Well, thank you for talking SNL with me. You have a great night, Randall. Yeah, you too, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.